Praise the Lord, saints, and welcome to the Powerhouse Radio Network. I'm Brother Wade, the Outspoken One, and I want to thank you for joining us here today. You can contact me here at the Powerhouse Radio Network by stopping us right here at Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. That's Apostolic Talking at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. You have a prayer request, go ahead and shoot it over to us at Pray at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. So for the thousands upon thousands listening, for the millions around the world, our Skype is up and running. The chadrons are chatting. Brothers and sisters, let's get ready to PowerCast! Ephesians 4, 17 through 19 reads, Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live. And the futility of their minds, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. As we begin our show, I have a question for each of you. Are you making a conscious effort to break from this world's evil system. It doesn't take a brainiac to understand that the war is on. The forces have taken their positions, the battle lines have been drawn in the sand, and it seems that we are getting ready for the final conflict between good and evil. And of course, I'm talking about the battle of Armageddon. Reading and understanding Bible prophecy is very important for each of us in these last days. The roaring lion has readied his weapons and at this very moment has aimed them at you. Satan has launched an attack on the world with this COVID-19 virus. The very moment of the attack, fear, panic, and chaos was felt worldwide. This satanic plan of action is a spiritual attack. It's designed to go against the minds of the children of God. As the church felt the presence of this attack, God's children hit their knees in prayer. After two months of fervent prayer, this wicked spirit was crushed and sent back to hell to where it belongs. But here's the deal, church. COVID-19 is one shot in this battle. Each of us must understand that a new war is on its way to trouble this planet. Now, you may be asking yourself, is Brother Wade talking about China? Is Brother Wade talking about Iraq? Well, let me tell you, if you paid any attention to the news, then you know about the riots that has hit the U.S. and is spreading globally. The spirits of irritation and rage is what is feeding these riots. And my friends, it is spreading globally. You better keep an eye on it. We as apostolics can feel or discern that people seem to have a short fuse when it comes to their anger. Church, we are fighting a very real battle here. And this battle is not just beginning. It is one that has been raging on for a very long time. We, the church, must stand up and we must battle, church, and the way that the saints of God battle is on our knees in prayer to the Almighty God. We are fighting a very spiritual battle here, church. 
one that has intensified in the last few centuries. And let there be no doubt about it, the fighting is as fierce as it has ever been. We read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, where the word says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. My friends, your mind is the prize that they're after. From the beginning of time, God and Satan have been locked in battle for the minds of the human race. It started in the Garden of Eden church, I'm here to tell you, and has not been completed as of yet. Jesus won a decisive victory at Calvary through the death, burial, and resurrection. Then Satan was dealt that final blow on the day of Pentecost when we, God's children, became personally involved with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was being poured out to his children on a daily basis, and Satan could not stand it, church. I'm here to tell you Satan could not stand it. Satan began to gain that precious ground as he spread his sadistic lies, which, by the way, let me tell you, church, continues to spread even to this day. Now, I'm here to tell you right here and right now, the battle for your mind, the very battle for your mind, the battle for your soul is raging on right now. God has showed several of his watchmen that there would be a series of events that are about to hit this world, church. And as Satan prepares for the takeover of this world, I want you to consider yourself warned because the battle of Armageddon is just around the corner, church. Now, I don't want anyone to get me wrong. I'm not saying that today or this week is the end of the world. I'm not saying Armageddon is going to start today. But while Satan is attacking and he's hitting us with everything that he can, God is about to bring a spiritual awakening like the world has never seen. We can read in Revelations chapter 7 and verse 9 through 10 where the word says, After this I looked and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Salvation belongs to our God, who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. If you are a student of Bible prophecy, then you know that over 2,000 years ago, God showed his church what is to become. Jesus wants you and I to know what is about to happen. And let me ask you a question. Do you know why God would do such a thing? That is so that we can be prepared and work with him. Our friends, our families, our neighbors that are lost and dying in this world, church, they need Jesus. And you and I have a choice. We can follow God and partner with him to see his will accomplished, or we can follow Satan and do just as the world is doing. Paul described in graphic detail the hold that Satan has on the minds of men and women, church, and we as apostolics, we have got to be different, church. We must be different. 
Paul tells us about this battle for our minds throughout his epistles. We read in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 through 19, where the word says, Now this I affirm and insist on in the Lord. You must no longer live as the Gentiles live in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of their ignorance and hardness of heart. They have lost all sensitivity and have abandoned themselves to licentiousness, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. Church, Paul tells us to stop living as the Gentiles do. Now, let me give you a little weightology here, if you will allow me to just a minute. Paul was saying, stop living like the world. Stop cursing like the world. Stop sleeping around like the world. Stop dressing like the world. Stop trying to be like the world, church. Stop trying to be like them. We must be absolutely apostolic and passionately Pentecostal. Can somebody say amen? When we read our text, we see the Ephesian Christians were still battling with their old life. Now, to me, it sounds like some of us today, doesn't it? Now, I'm sure most of you, like I have, ask myself why. Why is it so hard to stop living like the world? Church, I'm here to tell you the battle is in our minds. In order for you and I to understand the predicament that we are in, we must understand that our mind is the prize for the victor. Satan has been after humankind since the very beginning, church. The problem each of us have begins in our mind. See, church, our mind encompasses our conscience, our understandings, and finally our affections. The way that you and I believe affects the way you and I behave. Now, let me give you some examples. When you and I let our reasoning go lopsided, our very understanding is without light. When we let this happen, our very conscience is limited. In turn, our conscience turns inwards. And this, of course, is very infuriating to God. When we read our text, we see that Paul is telling us not to be like the unconverted Gentiles. Don't walk around in the vanity of your mind. When you do this, you are displeasing God. You are living in vain fancies with your nasty, carnal affections. You are desiring the things of the world more than you are desiring Jesus. When you are loving the things of this nasty world, you are sitting in darkness, church, instead of his marvelous light. Church, people who do this have a dislike and a hatred of life of a holiness. Now, let us not forget, without holiness, none of us will see the kingdom of God. Most people think of holiness as the way we dress. Now, although that is part of it, Holiness is also part of our mindset. If we allow our mind to depart from the knowledge of the one true living God, what we wear on the outside is not going to save us. We read in Romans 1 verse 21 where the word says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile. Now, let me give you a simple little warning right here. 
Futile means it's useless, it's meaningless. Thinking ends in the wrong behavior. If we go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5, the word says it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control his own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in the passionate lust like the heathen who do not know God. Our very thoughts controls our actions. When you go around and you're thinking about sexual thoughts, sooner or later you will begin to act them out. With that being said, if your thought life is futile, then your actions will be sinful and irrational. Can somebody say amen? Paul puts it this way. They are darkened in their understanding. Now, your counselors, your psychologists, and psychiatrists, and their solutions to humanity problems are flawed and futile. Now, why would I say such a thing, you may ask? Well, if you're acting with a secular mind, one that is materialistic, your mind is futile, just as Paul had described. If you allow your mind to be in this condition, you lack the vital information to make the proper changes they want you to make. Now, I'm sure most of you have read Genesis 3, chapter 5, and it all started with the fall of man. Satan's lie to Adam and Eve centered on their mind. Now, if we read this verse, Genesis 3 and 5, the word says, For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, church, I want you to pay close attention. The phrase right here, eyes will be opened, it speaks of more knowledge. Now, while the phrase, be like God, knowing good and evil, means they would have enough knowledge to be self-sufficient. The reason they desired the fruit was to gain more wisdom. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, church, here is our lesson. We must understand that we have got to guard our mind, Adam and Eve, bought into Satan's lie, and the result was their fall from God's grace and the very separation from God. And to make matters worse, Satan elaborates on that very lie today. Now, you may ask, how do I know that? Well, your secular humanism is one of them. There is no deity to help us. We must help ourselves. Or it could be the postmodernism. There is no absolute truth. We must create our own. We hear that a lot here in the United States. And of course, we got the new age. There's no Christian deity. I am my own God. Paul lets us know that it was, or should I say, a willful separation from God. Humankind has revolted from the revelation of the one true God. This one act of separation has gotten wider and wider as man's mind has gotten darker and darker. When someone makes this choice 
it often becomes a habit. Their separation was a result of their ignorance, their lack of knowledge of God. And of course, we know that it leading was leading to the hardness of their heart. Now, let's look at the hardening of their heart or hardening for a minute. It literally means a hardening of the skin so as not to be sensible to the touch. A, hard, a hardened heart is callous to feeling. It has lost its sensitivity to all moral principles and practices. It is morally unresponsive. This hardness to the spiritual things of God has caused this gap between man and God to widen and widen. It should sadden all of us, but the consequences of allowing ourselves to be separated from God is a condition of the mind. It's a degradation, if you will. If you don't know, degradation means the person is past feeling. They become insensitive to moral and spiritual impressions. They become insensitive to the appeal of truth. We read 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 2. The word says such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. These poor souls have abandoned themselves to moral perversions. They have no sense of shame or decency. They live for pleasure's sake, living only to feel good. Living for the moment, if you will, is their only care. All moral restraint is despised. They do not have the resources to restrain themselves. Their desires are quenchless. Now, I'm going to leave you with this right here, church. Are you still trying to hang on to the lifestyle you followed before you became a Christian? Let me give you a warning. The Bible says that it is impossible to do that. James 4 and 4 says, You adulterous people, don't you know that the friendship with the world is hated towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When a person is led into this wonderful truth, we have a desire to cut ourselves off from the system of this world. Although the world continues to tempt us from time to time, we are to forsake Satan's evil system. I have two questions for you, church. Are you still a part of this world's evil system? Second question, have you obeyed Acts 2.38? Have you repented, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost? If you have, praise the Lord. And I pray that you are making a conscience effort to break from this world's evil system. Brothers and sisters, Thank you for listening to Apostolic Talking. I'm Brother Wade, right here on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Until next week, may God bless each of us and keep us safe. This is Brother Stephen Spiegel, and you're listening to the Outspoken Apostolic on the Powerhouse Radio Network. Well, church, the time has run out on us today. Thank you for spending just a few minutes of your time in studying and discussing God's holy word. If you have any need that you need us to pray for, please do not hesitate to send us an email. 
at Apostolic Talkin at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com. Apostolic Talkin without the G. My name is Brother Wade, and me and the staff here at Powerhouse Radio Network are also available for Christian counseling if you find yourself in need. Please visit our webpage at PowerhouseRadioNetwork.com for the latest apostolic talking news, all of Brother Wade's preachings, teachings, and engagements, and of course, previous PowerCast, our weekly rants, Sunday school lessons, Bible studies, and of course, our sermons. May God bless you and keep you safe. Powerhouse. Radio Network.